Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 31st of January in the year of our Lord, 2002. Happy 18th birthday to Tom Campbell. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. What a day this was. Oh, let's see what the God of birthdays gave you. Uh, <laughs> George Harrison, My Sweet Lord, the re-release of 1970s classic. Why is that being re-released? Oh, the song returned to number one position uh, two months after Harrison's death from cancer at the age of 58. Ah, that makes sense. That's why it's a little boost from a passing. That makes sense. Stereophonics, just enough education to perform. It's still album uh, of the month, I guess. That's not how they say that. The number one selling album. The it's album the best of the month. album of the month. Album of the month. Yeah, that's how they say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a new album of the month. Oh, they've sold more copies and is better. They first Jeremy ends with top place in the Premier League going to Manchester United. Let's skip this bit then. <laughs> Vanilla Sky is the number one film in the UK box office right now. It's Became got a the mix- first social media platform. Give it a second. Vanilla Sky. Social media platform. Give it a second. Nah, I've given it a few seconds, Tom. Oh, Nothing's happening. No, can you please explain to the the jury what do you mean? Blue sky. Blue sky. That's the social media platform that all the kids oh. are moving to. That's. Um, I'm gonna go. Virtue Fighter Four is the game of the year, month, day. Doesn't matter. No one played Virtue Fighter Four. How dare you? Keith Who's your favourite character in Virtue Fighter 4? The Daytona car. <laughs> Thank you. Jeffrey. He's normally in it. Jeffrey, in bracket, the car. Who's the woodman? <laughs> the woodman. Who's the woodman? Oh, what's his name? Lloyd Grossman. Timber Tombo. What's his name? The woodman. You know the woodman. Oh, it's Tekken. Yeah, it's only that one. The woodman. Nice. By the way, for I those chose listening... a bad day to give up smack. For those listening... <laughs> On the audio version of the podcast, like a normal human being, Tom even did the arms. You know, the woodman. <laughs> like Thanks. that would have helped. I don't understand. Oh, now you've done the arm thing. <laughs> a woodman. No, I don't that. know. Oh, woodman. Tipton. <laughs> Tipton's in the black country. Oh, bollocks. What am I thinking of? Uh, <laughs> Hugh Pugh, Barney McGrew, Cuthbert Dibbling, Tipton. Shut up. Right, moving on. In the State of the Union address, President Bush describes North Korea, Iran, Iraq, and Tom Campbell as the axis of evil. <laughs> yeah, fair. 
Uh, <laughs> some reports that Cat Dealey will leave SMTV in March after being offered other projects. Oh. Ooh. And uh, Channel 4's controversial Brass Eye spoof documentary on pedophiles is among the winners at the annual Broadcast Magazine Awards held in London, picking up a comedy award despite causing controversy when it aired the previous year by people who didn't get it. Oh, I, I love the fact that people go, oh, you couldn't air that these days. You couldn't have aired, you couldn't air that then. People were angry yeah. then. Yeah, people were thick back then they as well. They were thick then as well. They thought irony was like iron. <laughs> and Emmerdale Farm, Cynthia is tired of worrying about Letitia and her catalogue debts. What's a catalogue debt? And drops in on her to demand she pay off her catalogue debts. I've got $27,000 in catalogue debt. <laughs> Gonna call Index and say can't, can't pay it back yet. Catalogue debt, catalogue debt. Can Churchill help me with my catalogue debt? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you buying too many catalogues? <laughs> I like how... I like how it's become... It's a debt because you bought too many catalogues. Churchill can get all those catalogues <laughs> and put them in a big old saw. I can't stop buying the new Argos one, even though it's free. Churchill, can you cut these up for me? <laughs> So my mad mum doesn't try and get debt by buying catalogues. Oh, yes. That is... Our gosses are go with Churchill. That is my second favourite Matthew Gregg Spoonerism, <laughs> right after Parade magazine. Everything is Ron Silt to me, all right? Yeah. You should explain what it is by the words. <laughs> no, Matthew, catalog debts is a feeling. <laughs> it's an emotion. I'm feeling so catalog debt. <laughs> then, and the then Kane Dingle says I'll give ye catalog debt and then hit him with a big index <laughs> which was not a thing by 2002 but you got to pop out with Tom and that's all this podcast is about it's a colholic <laughs> classic Smackdown review you're listening to Matthew Tom is off the smack uh, I, I chose apologize. the wrong week to give up smack luckily I had some my before. famous catchphrase <laughs> Tom, outside of the smack, how are you doing? I read a comment this week. Uh, and it Tom was, should try other drugs. It was from somebody watching the, the podcast that I was on when I was on the main podcast. And they were just like, like Tom is like 500% compared to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And he beats jokes to death. And I normally get about 10 minutes into a Tom episode because I can't handle it. And I just kind of want to go, motherfucker, listen to the Smackdown review. Jesus Christ. The, honestly... The, the, when I'm on the podcast, that's the light version. That's the that's the rain. That's gear. That's that's first gear. It's Fuck, always... This one, we fucking stole the car. We're driving it down the fucking Spanish Riviera. It's always funny doing the other podcast when Tom looks at me and I look at him like I I, I know this is a reference to something, but the other guy in the room doesn't know it. It's probably best if you don't. Are we walking to a breast? Ah, <laughs> oh, Tom said it anyway. I'm doing it anyway. And the painful silence I thought from the other guys, he smiles and nods, made it all the more worthwhile. But you know what? I think of the <laughs> smattering of people of whom the Venn diagram meets perfectly who are listening to that, and, and it's like hearing... It's like Jay Laffey, it's, it's, Stephen <laughs> Skoders. It's like, though, for those two people... Matt McKnight... <laughs> John Eiley. The triple threat. The, tri oh, yeah. the quadruple threat. The quadruple threat. It's it's the it's it's no, it's their faces when it's like hearing a catchphrase from another sitcom in another sitcom. Yeah. It was like on the latest Only Murders in the Building 
where, where, uh, without giving to me spoilers away, where Steve Martin says, oh, we're here, we're the fathers of the bride. And I went, hey, because that's the film you were in in the 90s. So like all comic book films nowadays. Yes. To say the say every 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 medium now is that Simpsons bit of say the do the do the thing. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. That's all it is. It's me, Batman. Small boy. What did they throw you up in prison for? For Robin. Mm. <laughs> Yay! Yay! That's the line. That's the line. Um, Harvey Dent. What have you done to that penny? <laughs> Why I defaced it. Two Face, nice. <laughs> no, I didn't say Two Face. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Well, I'm just, I'm just writing down some riddles. Hmm, the penguin. <laughs> That's another thing as well. I like these anti jokes. I love a good. They do not always translate, which oh. kind of makes them even less of a joke, and therefore funnier. That makes me love them even more. Yeah, when a joke doesn't land and is and is. And is an anti-joke to begin with. It makes me laugh even more. It's so funny because <laughs> I've I told you, like Gilbert Gottfried, they were like reading about him and stuff. But when he he got you know mildly successful because he did the voice of Iago the parrot in Aladdin, he still do stand up, and he said he would go on shows and said if he wasn't killing. Like, in, after three or four minutes, he just go, okay, kids, what I like to do, <laughs> you remember Bella Lugosi? <laughs> Yeah, the, the first actor to play Dracula. <laughs> I'm just doing impressions of that just to please themselves. All these kids are like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's good to have something there. Make yourself laugh. Uh, yeah, to be performing for one. And I think, ah, oh, so I, I didn't get a chance to meet Gilbert Gottfried, but I did get a chance to sit next to Tom and ask him, Tom, do we have anything to mail back this week? Uh, this, we had a tw- we've had a couple of things. We've had a tweet. Uh, which you may have been tagged in as well. Uh, it's a very exciting time on the Cultaholic Classic Reviews because uh, I've been made aware of a brand new British Bulldog figure coming out. I have not been tagged. Uh, maybe I was tagged. You I were tagged it. in it, but... I you, haven't seen much. Might... Sometimes I give myself a few days off of social media. And I that's probably why I'm in such a it's good mood. It's probably quite a healthy thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but people go, Matthew, you missed 16 deaths. <laughs> the Roman Empire has fallen. I'm like, oh, bastard. Ringside Collectibles. Ringside Collectibles have announced uh, Survivor Series 2023 Elite figures, including a build your own British Bulldog. But he wasn't at Survivor Series 2023. <laughs> I'd be amazed if oh, he was. Oh, it's Bulldog in jeans. It's Bulldog in jeans. Yes. We officially now have the Bulldog in jeans as an action figure. If it wasn't there before, it is there now. So I'd like to thank, from the heart of my bottom... Uh, for bringing that to my to my uh, awareness, Royce Murray on Twitter. Thank you, Royce Murray. Thank you, Royce Murray. He's I re- got the boots with the jeans and the jeans <laughs> Tuck- with the jeans. Jeans tucked into his socks. <laughs> he he can't take socks. a bump. He can't take a bump. He can't take a bump. No, 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 no. Uh, Justin has been on. Justin from Denver, Colorado. Hello, Hello. Justin. Uh, Justin says, hi, Tom and Math. Always enjoy your bollocks on a daily basis. Oh, thank you. I don't do it. We don't do them daily, though. If you listen to it daily. That's ridiculous. It's catching up. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, I noticed that Booker T and Tess never had a tag team name. After watching SmackDown 4 this week, ahead of the one you're going to talk Damn about, it. I thought they needed a name. Any suggestions? I thought Teabag Xbox. I mean, <laughs> see what you've gone for there, but no. Oh, mate, you made me even do my famous gay laugh. <laughs> 
That wasn't put on. That just escaped uh, me. Do we ha- do we have a name for them? Oh, TNT. Oi. TNT. I thought they were called TNT. They never. He is right. They never had a proper tag team name, but. I think during this episode, we should think of something because I have nothing right now. I don't I expect get... me throwing such a big curveball <laughs> by Denver, the last yes. Colorado. He's my friend and so much more. <laughs> Thank you for your services to, to cool 90s dinosaurs. <laughs> Classic at goldaholic.com. Do say hi if you'd like to say hi on whatever you want to talk about. Uh, so if you, this is your first time listening, good luck. Um, we're, what's going to happen is Matthew's going to go through this week's episode of SmackDown, 31st of January, 2002, on my 18th birthday. I seem to remember going out for a lovely meal with my mum and dad, where they gave me a nice gold chain, which I don't have anymore, because it was many years ago. I don't know what happened to it. Oh. It was nice. Nice little nice chain. Yeah. I remember I'd lost my voice as well when I went for dinner with them, weirdly. I don't know how I'd lost my voice. Was that like the curse that, that the chain had? It might have been the curse. From, from that old dusty shop down the road that's no longer there. The curse from the chain. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yes, it's working. <laughs> shut up. Yeah, that's it. My mum and dad bought it, so I'd shut the fuck up. That's what it was. So everyone in the cafe cheers. <laughs> Everybody in the fucking, in the fucking, the fucking county cheers. We can sleep at night now. I uh, said ping pong balls, not... <laughs> <laughs> Are we walking too impressed? <laughs> um, let's go into the Wrestling Observer. Before Matthew talks us through this week's episode of SmackDown, I'm going to give you some highlights from the Wrestling Observer for this week. Uh, so the NWO are here. Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. They promised... Horace, Stevie Ray. <laughs> sadly. Wall Street. Sadly, the, only the, none of the good ones came. Bullshit. To, 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 to quote David Brent from The Office. Only Swindon branch of the NWO turned <laughs> up. Uh, they are promised to be on their best behavior because Lord knows the locker room are watching them like a hawk. So they're going to come in, they're going to get on with everybody, and they're going to behave. Figure four. Scott Hall was at the show on Monday night. Afterwards, he went straight to the bar and got smashed out of his mind. <laughs> Ironically, all the wrestlers had been given a speech earlier that day by management and were told the three guys were just coming in like any other three wrestlers would. They would have no political power whatsoever, and they would not be treated any different to anyone else. Believe it or not, people were actually shocked when Hall was not reprimanded in any way, shape, or form. They actually believed that Vince, when he they actually believed Vince when he said there was not going to be any double standard, and people wonder why morale is down. That's nice that they got the Iraqi War Minister to come in and do a bit. <laughs> yeah, nothing's wrong here. Uh, the Observer does indeed corroborate this, saying Scott Hall showed up to uh, Smack to Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, they were not featured on any of the shows. They did some pre-taped stuff, uh, but they were not shown on camera for the live crowd. Uh, but they, but basically, Scott Hall made a total spectacle of himself, according to several reports. Uh, and they were very upset with the locker room about a guy being handed a top spot with his track record and showing little to no respect for it and making a fool of himself on day one. Um, tensions have gotten worse and morale is at its lowest that it has been in the modern era. That is according to more than one source. One wrestler did tell us, as says the Wrestling Observer, Jericho, that the reason management hasn't reacted is because they likely aren't aware because nobody wants to say anything publicly for fear of being buried because it always comes out and who needs to be the victim of reprisals? The person that blamed them. Hogan, Hall and Nash we're all in LA for SmackDown this coming week, so we'll talk about more about that next time. Uh, but didn't appear on air as they were wisely saving their debut for the pay-per-view. Both Austin and The Undertaker have told wrestlers that if they've worked too hard, they've worked too hard to not only get the company where it is, but to elevate the style to the level that it's at, to sacrifice it with people who aren't going to work for it. So Steve Austin and The Undertaker have kind of gone up to the locker room 
and the younger guys and gone, yeah, we think this is bullshit as well. But in terms of what they'll do about it, I don't think they'll do mm. uh, It seems as if going forward, Steve Austin is going to be thrown into the mire of all of this. He's going to get a singles match with either Kevin Nash or Scott Hall at WrestleMania X8. Uh, there is some concern from Steve Austin's side regarding the welfare of Scott Hall. Should they be putting a program together? And I think that was something that <sighs> was very apparent as the weeks go on. It's the start of not just NWO, but the start of Austin voicing his displeasure. Mm -hmm. This doesn't stop until he does. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So it's going to be interesting going through that. And yeah, I mean, all the stories that have come out, like, was it their first time there? It's either this week or it's going to be next week then when, and I'll say it this week because it's going to be even funnier when we hear it next week as well. Go up the Dudley boys. And according to Hall and Nash, they would just be like, hey, you know, we're here to have fun. And these guys are like, oh, no. Yeah. These guys are going to just take my spot and my position. They're just like, hey, we're going to have a good time, right? Just chilling and went up the Dudleys and just went, hey, man, love your finisher. Can't wait to kick out of it. <laughs> this and is like, like, like what, what, what? It's a joke, you know? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but when I really am going to get fucked on the card here. That's the issue. That's so. it. And when you have got that kind of rep, then it's no surprise that people aren't going to take that in the jaunty, hilarious way that you hope they will. Yeah. Uh, so that's Kevin Ash and Scott Hall uh, backstage. Hulk Hogan uh, has been on Bubba the Love Sponge this week. Oh, God. He, he said good. he actually was on Bubba the Love Sponge the day before this SmackDown aired, saying, I'm going to kick the rock's ass just like I did his dad. <laughs> I can't seem to find a Hulk Hogan versus Rocky Johnson match uh, in, the, in the annals of wrestling history, but uh, Hogan said it, so it must be fucking true. <laughs> he just can't. I just, he's like, no, that. this is backstage in a shoot. <laughs> Speaking of, he also claimed that he would beat Kurt Angle because takedowns and submissions mean nothing to him once he sticks his thumb in his eye. <laughs> I love Hogan so Fuck much. It, Al. Love you, Hogan. You old shitter. <laughs> currently, currently the, the WWF locker room is the fable of the scorpion. <laughs> Which is the scorpion and the frog. Scorpion right, yeah. and the frog. Yeah. It's the scorpion and the frog. Bring the NWO in. Well, they'll be dicks. That'll nah, be fine. Here we are. Why are you being dicks at the NWO? Of course we were going to be dicks. Yeah. I remember Jim Ross, he, the Ross Report on WF.com, was probably like, oh, the reason why uh, Hogan, Hall and Nash were able to run amok was due to the poor management skills of WCW. Yeah. And boy, that come to bite them back. They were so loud and proud about the fact that, hey, the reason that they were dicks was because the management was shit. So off you it's, go. It's just like what happened very recently as we're doing this. 1PW died again. Oh, yeah. And... The funny thing is, look, weeks before this, Robbie X was their champion, um, cruiserweight, whatever, the, that title champion. And he says, I've been paid. And they blocked him on Twitter. But he's like, all right, fine, whatever. I'm not have that much money. But people went, all right, well, I better still take that booking that I've got for next weekend. And then today, Matt Cardona came out and going, no, this show ain't happening. Mm -hmm. But everyone else is like, so you saw Robbie X say this. And you didn't go, that's all inspired. Everyone else just went, well, that's all. I'm really, I feel really bad for you. Wouldn't let that shit happen to me, though. <laughs> and it happens to everybody. And it happens to, again. So, oh, <laughs> it's going to be good for the backstage gossip, though, and stuff ongoing. It's not going to be dull. Absolutely not. It is, is absolutely not. Anything else? Uh, but I will, I will say on that subject very quickly, um, in the next five years, if you're a wrestler of any ilk and you get an email about, oh, about a 1PW show, don't <laughs> reply, just delete it, put it in your junk file, 
honestly, it ain't worth it ain't worth all this again. Because I think it'll happen again. No, no, Tom, you can't burn through an opportunity like that. Ask for money in advance. Yeah, every penny. They'll never penny. bother you again. I want every penny up front, yep. and you'll be surprised. Add an extra zero on the end and ask for all the money up front. You'll be surprised how few of the shithouse companies leave you alone. Just a, just a bit of thought for mm. you. Hey, speaking of ex-WCW, guys, Scott Steiner in the news this week. Set to undergo a full physical at the WWF's request ahead of possibly joining the company. And it shows uh, you how well that physical went that he won't arrive till November. Yeah. It's going to say, like, wait, hang on, wait, wait this <laughs> it's, is January. It's January. Wow. <laughs> and he's yeah, physical w- then. WWF said, all right, have a little physical, make sure you're all right. Yeah, because he had um, drop foot, or what it was called. Yeah. He, had, he, wasn't, he wasn't a good player. So he's still doing it now. Apparently, he's still got stuff for WWA. But he had to, as you say, because of his drop foot, he had to solidly tape his foot in place because he had no control over it due to, as well as drop foot, back and leg problems. And it would flop out of position if he didn't tape it down. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I always remember the term drop foot. And I'm like, what? That yeah. sounds like, again, Ron Sill. Like, yeah. what well, my, my foot <laughs> drops. Oh, that, that's pretty bad if you're wrestling. So he didn't have any proper matches in WA, I don't think. All he did was run-ins and beat up Puppet and Teo. I'm sure he had a match. I think he had a triple threat with Jeff Jarrett and... Oh, maybe he did. Road yeah. Dog. But obviously with that, you can hide yeah. a little bit. It's, it, it, oh, but before that, though, all he did was beat up dwarves. Yeah. That was his thing. He liked to do run-ins. I guess if he's, you know, if you've got to fall over, he can land on one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could certainly do that. R.I.P. Puppet. Um, I'm so great. We've talked about uh, Rico Constantino quite a bit. <laughs> no, Dave has. <laughs> so Dave Melzer has. This is a story from Figure Four. Uh, Rico Constantino had a run-in with experience last week. As what does he that was, mean? As he was going back, he was backstage. He was going over about two dozen different choreographed spots for an upcoming match. So he was kind of going through the motions of okay. spots and how they're done. William Regal just walks up to him and says... You fucking Mark, what are you going to do when all these spots fail and the people are booing you because they have no idea who you are and you have no backup plan? You have to learn how to improvise first. The rest of the room was pretty much stunned into silence. Another one of the developmental workers later said it was one of the greatest things he'd ever seen in wrestling because it was so true. But that's not fucking Rico's fault. Like, No. Wait, Rico, what? Rico. How da- wrestling's so fucking backward. Yeah. How dare you? This is how you've been trained to wrestle. You've how- been trained wrong. You're a mark. Because why? Can you imagine that in any other line uh, of work where they go, "This is how you work the till," and then someone else goes, "You fucking idiot! Why are you doing it like that?" Because yeah. I was trained. Yeah. Fucking hell! Look, you're using a calculator. You're supposed to use your hands like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Learn with your brain how you do a calculation. Yeah. Sorry, it's not the '70s anymore, Regal. I can't go and punch someone out in Blackpool Pier. <laughs> and call it a training. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. And people cheered. Oh, yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> and yeah, everyone, good show. Everyone on the airplane stood up. Um, do you remember this? Because I, it took me a second, and I went, yeah, this is happening. In the UK, because we've got the, the issues with the wildlife fund still ongoing, mm-hmm. all WWF programming on Sky TV now says WWFE as of this week in 2002. We say it says that. You so mean- it'll say WWFE Raw. WWE on the planner. Oh, on the Sky Planner. The I do Sky remember on the planner. Sky Planner, yes. This week they Not changed the logos, it. though, right? No, no, no. All uh, the logos say the same, but on the planners it says WWFE Raw, yeah. WWFE SmackDown. Mm. That was something just for us. Just enjoyed it. <laughs> um, Ron Killings. Yeah, we got sacked. 
think we said this a while ago, but we you know what? He, he just was so low down. It was like, did anyone miss him? Mm, well, um, I don't know if they did, but he was on the Chair Shots radio show talking about being let go. He says he was let go, gave no reason other than these things happen in wrestling. He expressed frustration that nobody would give him a reason, and when he called back to ask, neither Vince or Jim Ross would return his calls. Harsh. Tell the guy what's happening. He will obviously You're come rubbish back. and you weren't trained properly. You guys trained me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Willie. He will obviously bounce back and he will uh, have, a, have a wonderful run in the WWF and WWE for many years to come. Yeah. He will do. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. back in the conversation at the WWF. He was told that they'll get back to him after Mania uh, if slash when they do the roster split and start a cruiserweight division. So Rey's nearly here. And bloody hell, that actually happened. And a few bl- times they went, oh, yeah, yeah, that, we'll get that sorted out, that cruiserweight division. It actually bloody did, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. And uh, if you want a job at this point in the WWF, they have an advert for writers on hotjobs.com. Uh, now, <laughs> hotjobs.com. the ad's been there for a I little hate while. hate jobs on uh, Goldeneye. <laughs> He's too small to shoot. Sorry. <laughs> Hot Jobs is the porn version of Odd Job. Uh, I know, because that'd be blowjob, wouldn't it? That's too obvious. Um on Hot Jobs, they've had a WWF writer's job on there for a couple of weeks, but they've since edited it and this week added a prerequisite to employment, writing for Raw and SmackDown, where they've just said, you must also have knowledge of WWF storylines and characters. <laughs> they hadn't put that before. Um... I want to come right for the wrestling. What is it? A hospital drama. <laughs> but the thing is, right... In years to come, they, they're not fussed whether you're a wrestling... Yeah, and, they and changed I, that. Because so yeah. yeah, it was that weird thing. Like, we don't want wrestling fans anymore to watch it. We want non-wrestling fans to watch it. Which probably people go, all right. I kind of get... I mean, you can't just blanket ban wrestling fans, but I kind of get why you wouldn't want to encourage wrestling fans. Because a lot of them have shit ideas. And you want people that have a more rounded view of the world... Because I feel like if you went, wrestling fans, come work for the WWF, you just get like, uh, instead of a CV, you get a fucking 48-page document about how to book Crash Holly. Mm. And it's just like, no, you need somebody with a more rounded view of the world. Oh, how I should be world champion by W. Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, plus Willie Regal was telling people, look at you using a typewriter. <laughs> Use a pen. Bloody oh, laddie die. Call it a garage. I want a pen. I've got one in my giant nostril. I won't stop bleeding. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That's my wallet. Come back. <laughs> I need that. Jesus, I need that. That's all the wrestling news. It is the news for this week. Uh, let's up. go to Matthew Gregg for the uh, recap of SmackDown oh, from uh, January 31st, I'll 2002. Do, I'll do my best to follow that, Ton. Jesus. It's another live feed edition. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. So we get Sunday Night Heat. Yay! I love the live. So the live feed editions, this is where Math has got like the... Uh, got the, the, the version of it, which was the satellite feed, so you right. put all the stuff in between it and things. You know, the thing that AEW doesn't want you to have anymore. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. It could be anything. It's all good. It's, it's not. It's, it's killing my sleep. On Sunday Night Heat, Lance Storm pinned the Hurricane in five minutes with a super kick. Uh, Storm versus Hurricane. Eee, that's just Yorkshire summer, isn't it? Crowd like Hurricane. <laughs> uh, the champion Tajiri pinned Scotty Too Hotty in 359 for small package. Crowd receptive to the action, just not the finish because Scotty Too Hotty, he's nice. He's a nice man. North Wrestling's finest. Valvinus uh, defeated Perry Saturn via submission at 4 minutes 29 with the reverse figure four. 
The fake Balhoski makes a lovely lady's dream. <laughs> no, but I said, sorry, <laughs> I ruined it because I can actually say it. The big Valboski tonight is going to make a lovely lady's dream come true enough. But no, Val, don't do it. You have so much to live for. <laughs> oh, wait. It involves getting a woman out of the audience and giving her a her, her sexy kisser. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy kid. That's it, way easier. Followed by beating Perry Sutton in a heatless match. Uh, Perry wearing black tights here, but warning, warning, warning. <laughs> Ron Killings, can you come pick us up? Uh, the Godfather pinned Funaki at 3 minutes 16 with the DVD. Oh. Uh, crowd liked the entrance, and they also liked Funaki eyeing up the hose, but they only popped for the finish because if you book 1998 wrestlers, you're going to get 1998 crowd reactions. Yeah. And yes, the pimp drop is back. So, so much for that one week change where we went to the Papa Shango special. He did the A, did the shoulder breaker, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, the big boss man pin crash, Holly, in four minutes 17 with the sidewalk slam. And I put this is your Sunday Night Heat's main event. That's it. Between Crash's cheese and boss man's ham, this match was not kosher. <laughs> He grabbed all his cheese and Bossman's ham. It was a lovely sandwich. Bossman headlining Sunday Night Heat, you bastards. <laughs> uh, then we had the anthem sung by VA's Jolie Poirot. Yeah, me neither. Did they walk through it? No, they did not. Uh, I heard like they last walked week, through it. This is the time when the person recording this takes the time to adjust the volume sentence. <laughs> <laughs> On cue, that is Pavlov's response. Pavlov? Pavlov? Pavlovian? Pavlovian. There we go. Pavlovian. Uh, it's just to go, all right, time to do the sentence. Also, Cole, as he heads out and gets his headset on and starts talking and we can hear everything he's saying, uh, broadcaster, the one person that's got a satellite feed watching a live SmackDown, uh, Cole has only just noticed Jerry Lawler's Titantron and tells him how nice he thinks it is. <laughs> What a lovely Titantron yeah. you've got. Jerry Lola ignores JR in the headset and gets a photo with a woman at ringside. <laughs> because to go, nice, he stood up, he's talking to a woman. Uh, Cole notices the sign that says, I want a slice of the rock strudel. And Lola says, her mother must be so proud. <laughs> For God's sake. Yeah, Jerry Lola, your, your paradigm of virtue. Lola tells, sorry, Lola lets Chimmel know that one of the women, who Cole dubs Martha Stewart, is infatuated with him, uh, to the joy of the commentators when he, when he notices. Ah, <laughs> uh, a woman like Chimmel. Jackie heads out uh, as a referee as Cole mocks Chimmel's pronunciation of Jacqueline. Jacqueline! 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 Jacqueline. I, uh, I always call her Chicoline. Anything t- Chimmel does, they take the piss out of it. A woman's no. a chimmin. Chicoline. Uh, Michael Cole tells Jerry Lawler he told Brian Hebner he should enhance his career like Jackie and get his tits done. <laughs> no, he didn't. And Lawler goes, you told who was a Brian Hebner? And then Lawler like realizes, he goes, just like, has to put the headset away, I guess, and just make a weird noise. <laughs> uh, we then get a recap of Vince vowing to kill the WWF. With a lethal dose of poison. <laughs> we get clips of old DWF footage to emphasize the danger he's putting the company in. With Flair begging him not to do it, and Vince says, all right, you'll call off the NWO and the deal if Rick gives him his stock back, sold for the same amount that Rick paid for it. Camera is looking up at Vince as he does this, as he yells, in the NWO killing fields, I'll be the last to survive. And we don't get his answer yet. 
which is nice, but that promo ends with an, oh, Vince will see everybody in hell. And I guess I was supposed to type that after the other thing, but I've done a space there and it just ends on a flat note there, didn't it? That was the uh, open to SmackDown. <laughs> we are in Norfolk, VA at the Scope uh, in front of 8,434. Is this where Triple H and the lads drove their tank? Oh, I not thought about that. Mm. Maybe. I would need to check We on think that. it's a tank. It might be, it might, be da- might be downgraded to a buggy by this point. Well, those red and yellow things you see kids driving around in. <laughs> With the Triple H Rock versus Undertaker angle main event. Also, Flair makes his decision tonight. Maybe. It's not really said if he is or he isn't, but we'll have to watch SmackDown, won't we? But wait, who's this? It's We Fat Taz. Two-thirds of the tag champs is here, and he's pissed at Uwu champ Jericho for beating up Maven on Raw. Hey, that's Taz's job to do that. <laughs> oh, sorry, he means Taz at least respects Maven, who has less than six matches under his belt. So why doesn't Jericho come out here and take advantage of a guy who has slightly more than six matches under his belt? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Taz. Big pop for Maven being mentioned. Nothing's changed in 20 years, eh? Yeah. Uh, Jericho emerges to a mild pop and walks into a T-bone suplex, uh, which gets a mild snap. Jericho wrestles like a cruiserweight against a man smaller than him for some reason. Uh, Gargoyle suplex sets up the Northern Lights Tazplex, which gets a 2.9 on the Uwu champ. Lion Salt misses, and Taz gets the Taz mission to a nice pop. So Jericho pushes Jackie, the ref, lands a low blow on Taz, or a high blow, and the breakdown ends the match. Jericho then makes Jackie ra- uh, raise her hand. There we go. Raise his hand, Matthew. There we go. Well done. And she doesn't. Because, like, you push me. Mm. You've been a dick. So... He puts her in the walls of Jericho to booze. Jericho looked like a bitch. And they're running out of things for him to do to stay evil. He's beat up Maven. He cheated to beat Taz. He attacked Jackie. Next week on Raw, he's going to knock on Crash on his front door and then leave before he answers. <laughs> what did you think of this opening segment? Uh, I was... Well, Taz got a lot of offense in on the world champion, which I'm normally quite glad about because... They're on this. They've had this bit of renaissance with Taz at the moment, but it's at the expense of Jericho again. Like Jericho is just everybody's bitch at the moment. Um, even Jacqueline got a, a bit of a bit of some something in on Jericho during this. Uh, Jericho got a bloody nose at the end. I think yeah. it was off the, that little stiff clothesline that Taz gave him. That pff, yeah, that, that stiff clothesline I think busted his nose up. Looked pretty knackered at the end. Um, he shouldn't have done that to Maven. You shouldn't. You should leave Maven alone. Jericho it was announced as Jericho was walking out. Uh, Cole said that Jericho is playing in the NHL Celebrity All Stars game. I did say that? Uh, I've got a little rundown of what happened because it's quite interesting. I think I remember bits of this from Jericho's book. Yes. Please let us know. So Jericho skated the NHL All-Star Hockey Game at the Staples Centre this past week. He was on the Jerry Bruckheimer Bad Boys team. He cut a promo before the game. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Saying he was going to even the score. He was going to score seven or eight goals and be known as the true Mr. Hockey of tonight, which is a rib on Geordie, uh, Gordie Howe, a Detroit Hall of Famer, who was also known as Mr. Hockey. He wasn't the only wrestler there. Goldberg was there as well. <laughs> Playing hockey, uh, he was just in attendance. Oh. Uh, I think he was on the on the on the side of the rink. Now, obviously, there's been oh, he didn't see the hockey glass and instinctively <laughs> punch it out. Instinctively punch it. So, obviously, there's history between these two, uh, but obviously, time heals all wounds, says the Wrestling Observer. At the hockey game, they did a little skit where Chris Jericho went insane and started beating up the opposing team's goalie, and as well as one of the referees. So, Bill Goldberg came over picked Jericho up and dragged him back over to his bench. 
the world heavyweight champion of the WWF being publicly emasculated again by a guy who will not work for the company for another year. Wait, wait. An ice hockey game? Yeah. So Goldberg had to go on the the, the rink? <laughs> I don't think... Whether or not he was... Here comes Goldberg! <laughs> He's fallen in his fucking ass repeatedly! <laughs> like, Unless it was on, like, a bit of the... I don't know whether or not they played out a bit of... Because they, they said it was oh, a he skit. Oh, he just <laughs> pushes. Whee! They said it was a skit. <laughs> so there's a very good chance. Like, cause I've been to some ice hockey games. They sometimes put down, like, a bit of carpet. For people who aren't ice skating to walk on, you can oh, throw okay, the yeah. carpet. So presumably they did that for him. To, to the logistics behind this, and also wait—he he picked up a dude, picked up Jericho. That's again with those razor sharp hockey <laughs> blades. He's cleaning up his own blades of steel. I think it's Jericho just getting emasculated. Again. Jericho has been picked up, and Goldberg needs to go to the hospital. He's been <laughs> lacerated. <laughs> oh my God, we didn't think this spot through. Gordie Howe is laughing, though, and that's all that matters here <laughs> they, they, in the hockey game of death. They pat up, and the silhouette of Bret Hart is just smiling. <laughs> I'm happy now, and now I can die. Jericho, I can uh, do the spot where I pick you up. I'm not sure, Goldberg. I mean, it doesn't seem really the right idea to do. In the, I mean, plus you're going to slip on fall on your ass on the ice. I mean, is there anything else you got? Any other ideas? I could give you a super kick. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I think you picking me up sounds just dandy. Sounds Thank you. Sounds grand. Yeah, so um, to go back to the match, Jericho just looking like a bitch against Taz and Jacqueline. World champion. Could you imagine Triple H, Steve Austin, or The Rock? In a situation like that, no, they would not fucking allow it. <laughs> I think Austin was at that point was like, wait, you asking me to do what? Yeah. F- fucking. Hang yeah. on, I've got to take this phone call on the plane. Gee, I said Jericho is making all these mid-carders look fucking phenomenal. Austin was asked to, Austin asked to have a, a match against Brock Lesnar and went, fuck that, bye. Taxi. Taxi. Oh, hello, top dollar. Spoiler, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, back uh, to you. Oh, uh, on the satellite feedback. Yes, last week the audio was muted in between bits. I'm not sure if that was just the satellite playing up or they went, ah, oh, we don't need those pesky satellite people trading this. Uh, yeah. Well, this week they couldn't be fucked because, yeah, uh, we can hear what they're saying during the commercial. Cole and Lawler tell JR on the headset to tell the wrestlers to stop slamming against their announce table because it's gimmicked for later on. <laughs> oh, sorry, spoilers. Uh, and we can then get a commercial... For Rollerball. Uh. Rollerball? What do you mean, Matthew? I mean the 2002 irony-free remake of the 70s sci-fi classic. That's the one. Wasting your life. Rollerball. MGM presents... Paul Heyman as an over-the-top commentator. In a future sport, the guy from Mission Impossible 1. <laughs> Men catch balls and do flips. <laughs> oh, Chris no. Klein. The updated, we missed the, we missed the point of the, the original from the 70s. Rebecca Roman Stamos. LL Cool J. <laughs> He's the angriest <laughs> man in the game. You heard him. <laughs> Paul Heyman might be the biggest star of this. 
The film that killed the, the director's career. Oh no, someone's being hurt in Rollerball. <laughs> the death game. In the death game of death, someone died. <laughs> we weren't expecting that, says the organizers. Leon the professional is not used to killing people in the game of death. <laughs> oh, the most even, 2002 film you've ever seen in your life. They're even playing The Undertaker's theme. Limp Biscuit, Paul Heyman, Shane McMahon, the dude from Onimusha 3, Chris Klein, Jean Reno, LL Cool J, Rebecca Someone. Roman Stavos. Who the fuck is that? Rollerball! You will not believe the dude who directed Die Hard directed this shit and then went to prison because he paid a private detective to illegally wiretap a dude because he wanted to make sure the film was being made correctly. Oh my god. That really? happened. The guy who directed Die Hard and Predator made that shit and then went to prison for oh, it. Oh, it's not worth going to prison for. It's not worth going to the dentist for. You're right. I think he got out recently. I think they should have kept him in. The film was a box office flop, you'll be surprised to hear. Oh earning, no. Earning a worldwide total of $25 million compared to a production budget of 70. The Los Angeles Times listed the film as one of the most expensive box office flops of all the times. Of all the times. Of all the times. Uh, I like on the original, the 70s. Have you seen the original, by the way? I haven't, no. Oh, but it's based on a book as well, isn't it? That's right. Uh, oh, sorry, a short story. Yeah, something like that. Uh, James Caan's in it. Oh, I really like it. So, it's yeah, it's based on a satire action thing, obviously there. So when you take out the, the satire, it's just, oh, this is exactly mm -hmm. it. So, uh, apparently the... The game of rollerball was so realistic in the original that the cast, extras, and stunt personnel played it between takes on the set. Uh, Orange says, who saw the film, loved the action of the game so much that it, they were, the person who wrote the book was contacted multiple times by promoters requesting the rights to the game to be sold. The author was outraged as the entire point of the movie was to show the sickness and insanity of contact sports to their allure. So Squid Games before the Squid say, Games. This is this is the Squid Game complex, whereby Squid Game was created as like a horrible game that you must never play because society must never crumbled that much. And now Squid Game, the game show. Yeah. No, that's not what we meant. People have fallen over themselves to do it. IRL. Okay, the only noble thing about the um, the original was English pro wrestler Mark Rocco was a stuntman in the film, and he used the rollerball name as his nickname after that. And that's where it came that's from. Where it came from. That's where roll. That's why it was called Rollerball Rocco. So, yeah. So that's it's maybe maybe that's why they wanted to do the wrestling thing as well, or maybe they thought, well, wrestling fans are dumb fucks who don't appreciate <laughs> satire. Rollerball. It's a shame he wasn't a stuntman on Alfie. He'd have been Mark Alfie Rocco. Oh, oh, I thought something happened on Alfie. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember all those people died making Alfie? <laughs> <laughs> the car <laughs> <laughs> Remember the, the car chase at the end of Alfie? That <laughs> LL Cool J caught fire. <laughs> anyway. I, li I like how, oh, God, I like how uh, they keep it so straight to the original that it's set in the far off flung year 2005. It was a movie nah. made in 2002. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen in those three fucking years? Ugh. We're still not there now. If actually, I would tell, tell a lie, we've probably gone past it. 
baby. No, yeah. we're in 2002 right now, okay? Everything's, everything's four by three. Shut up. We'll call it WWF, all right? Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> Backstage, the APA talk about how great the film is in a very convincing way. Rather like Lister when he's in that rumor world bit. He's all greased up. He goes, yes, it's great. River's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bradshaw claims he grew up with LL Cool J, and he says the song Mama Said Knock You Out. He wrote that song about me. I bet, yeah, you and Joey Styles. <laughs> <laughs> then LL Cool J and Chris Klein show up, and Bradshaw tries to stop Farouk from asking L where the song came from. And then Rebecca Romuj Stamos appears. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's mental. So AP are like, aha, we knew a female was coming. So we got you some, quote, frou-frou drinks. drinks. <laughs> and pulls out some girly cocktails and salad. <laughs> like, don't worry, we brought them under the table. <laughs> Looking like Soylent Green. <laughs> She declines the frou-frou and chugs a beer instead. And the MP are like, woman drink beer? Woman no drink beer? Next you'll be telling me woman can vote. <laughs> Farouk says, damn, damn end the segment. Oh, that, that'll never work. And Bradshaw anyway. says, oh, a model that drinks beer. I have died and gone to heaven. I love you. That's, yes, yes, and he does that later on. But right now, this, this one segment was fun dumb. Let's see if it lasts. It was it was fundum, and it was it was a, it was a, a true example of them. Oh man, isn't that rollable film good? LL Cool J, Chris Klein, and Rebecca Roman Stamos. What are you yeah. doing? What are here? you doing here? I can't believe you surprised me. But the way the shot is set up, you had to walk directly towards me <laughs> as I was saying the lines. I love wrestling. in the it's office bollocks. with no walls that we live in. <laughs> We live in. Of course. <laughs> hey, it's a living. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Flair heads out to announce his decision. He's already fucking crying. <laughs> I put, why is that? Did he pay full price to see Rollerball? 
Flair talks about the history in this area, and he's ready to say goodbye to all of you. Oh, I didn't think this would mean Flair leaving, but I guess he's not a full-time wrestler. So, yeah, I guess if he gives his bit of the company back, then Vince ain't going to hug him or keep him around or out. So, yeah, okay, so Flair's leaving as well, I guess, if he gives back his stock. Flair is selling his stock to keep the company alive because the likes of Austin, Rock, Triple H, The Hardys, Maven, The Fabulous Moolah, Al Snow, Crash Holly, Tiger Ali Singh, Chris Jericho. Yeah, there we go. Can't deal the NWO. They need to move forward. <laughs> Prophetic words, Flair. Crowd chance, we want Flair. As Rick says, goodbye. Like Spock, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Goodbye, he says. You'll never see me again. And he leaves. No attacks, no nothing. How about that? We will never see Ric Flair again. I forgot. The last time we ever see Ric Flair in a wrestling That's right. Gosh. I forgot, and I was skipping ahead to the end bit, but I'd forgotten how much they treated this. Like, in order for the segment to work, or the build-up to this, I should say, they do need to have them treated seriously. So Flair's actually really good at going, no, that, that's Because he hadn't cried wolf that many times yeah. by this point. Yeah. So I was like, no, no, I'm going to sign it, and I'll be it, me done. It's like, oh, okay. I'm glad that they did this as a setup segment later on. It's like, oh. Yeah, might, it was not. good. It was good. I, like, I thought this was good. I thought Flair was... Flair's, Flair's great at just speaking from the heart in these segments, and the crowd obviously completely behind him. Oh, I just remembered. Have you seen the Ric Flair news? Is that the show that he was on? <laughs> it was like a roast, <laughs> and they all started I making can't fun of. I fucking believe that it, was, it happened. It Kill was, Tony is a brutal thing where they have young comedians come on. Tony Inchcliffe has a. Uh, yeah, comedians come on, young comedians. They get like three minutes or so to last and you know do the best materials and then they get roasted horrifically they don't just get roasted they get boiled <laughs> they get steamed and apparently rick flair's been hanging out with tony and i guess tony's just been kissing his ass and whatever and they invited him on and it became apparent to everybody that rick flair does not watch this show no. does not know what it was about and everyone realized and it was like oh no no so rick didn't want any of the the roasting and yeah, he just left. Um, he was clearly fucking drunk as fuck. He, as had well. a, he had a few beers on board as well. Yeah, and he started talking about his dead son, which is like, oh, I'm fucking, all right. And yeah. yeah it was, I can't believe it happened. Apparently, I uh, told my mutual friend, and I said, oh my God, I've just seen this. And he went, yeah, apparently it happened weeks ago. And everyone involved was like, don't say anything, don't say anything. <laughs> oh, they, the tried, they tried to keep it down, yeah. but, it never, but it would never stay yeah, down. Like, why Rick Flair in this show? All right, sure. So Jeez. I feel sad that Rick Flair does stuff like that. I, I think at least Rick went, ah, I've made a grave error here. Yeah. Right. He stepped away from it. Like, I don't like Flair doing stuff like that. I feel like I wish he didn't have to. I don't think he did it. I don't think he did it for the money. He might have done. Oh, wait. Yeah, he needs the money, doesn't he? he yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, fuck him. Oh uh, no! <laughs> sorry, that's the type of humor it is. Like, oh no, sorry, you're being paid for something. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's yeah, yeah. You you do your research into the show, and you know what it was. But I think maybe yeah. I get the vibe that maybe Flair had been sort of very politely spoken to by Tony for a long time, and and Tony had he, Flair probably pretended he'd seen the show, and Tony had come on the show. It's like a roast. Oh yeah, I've seen that you roast people. It's great. Probably didn't realize the the sheer depths that they dig for this show. It's certainly not my cup of tea. Like, if I was, if ever they said, do you want to come on? I'd go, nope. Yeah. No intention. Nope. I'm fine. Thank you, though. Woo. Uh, I would never be afraid well, to say no. That didn't get, that got a big pop at the show. Uh, similar to DDP, who gets very little pop here. 
Mm. And I thought, well, of course, following that Flair segment. Yeah. I can follow that. Are you ready to laugh? Oh, that poor Rick Flair. <laughs> I said, are you ready to laugh? Oh, <laughs> you awful man. Silence is brought to you by Final Fantasy X Truth and Subway. Kill your dad to save the world and eat sandwiches. <laughs> All right. European champion Christian is here as he's winning the ICAEW title in 2023 because time is a flat circle. <laughs> he's sadly no longer wearing a fish net for a top in 2023 though, sadly so that not. Christian sends DDP outside as the commentators talk about flair Carl gets behind DDP until he counters a sleeper into a stunner thing well, whatever it was it causes a double down and DDP lands a set up hard bomb for two Christian blocks the diamond cutter by holding the ropes and then counters another with a reverse DDT it doesn't work and Christian has a mid-match drop allowing DDP to land his own to win the European title they did a couple of cool spots here that would have been great finishes in other matches, but we're just killing time until that big old spot where he goes, and has a raj. Christian Gandraj in the ring as DDP celebrates the crowd because he is still the people's... Ch oh, wait, yeah, we can't say that. Can't, can't say that. No, 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 no. But he was before The Rock. Just saying. He certainly was. Uh, I liked the multiple attempts to get the diamond cutter and the creative ways in which Christian countered them. Uh, and then obviously when he lands it, it gets a nice reaction. And I think it's nice seeing DDP with a belt. I think it's a it's a, a reward for the the shit sandwiches that he's been he's been chowing down on for over a year, yeah. nearly nearly over a year in the WWF. Uh, this is the birth of Christian's tantrum saga. Ah, uh, I, I did wonder. And this will last us up to and including WrestleMania. Yeah, I think I think maybe WrestleMania is the last one. He doesn't do much. I think. He, if memory serves me right, he gets hurt, takes a little time off, comes back, and then gets really hurt and match with Hardcore Holly, and then that was it. Uh, sounds about right. Anyway. Sounds about right. But yeah, I'm glad to see GDP with the European title, if nothing else. Yeah, good for him. Backstage, Vince comes out of a limo with his, quote, battery of attorneys, which I thought was a nice line, <laughs> as Vince tells Coachman that Flair is saying goodbye on his terms. Bye, Coachman. Have a great night, <laughs> he tells him. Coachman, Coachman. I sorry, I am doing There's that delivery by the way, in case, in case people are saying I'm being dumb. No, I like it. Uh, satellite feed. Cole and Lawler laugh about how impassioned their commentary was during the last match, as Cole was trying to mention a heartfelt thing about the children who loved Flair have grown up now, and Lawler was yelling, "You don't know anything about the business." They both laugh it off. <laughs> yeah, so that, Cole's the, trying to get the one-two, and then Lawler's just <laughs> Cole's just countering every time he gets the one-up. It was the, all the commentary was, and you could tell they were trying to score. All the commentary was for the DDP and Christian match was them yeah. talking about the Flair segment before, up until the title change, in which case, and, and that kind of brought them back around again. So it's interesting to hear that aspect of it, where it was clearly yeah. like a bit of a, they were fighting each other for it. Because now they're just like, I can't believe you buried my line. It's like, yeah, sorry. I don't know where it was. <laughs> there we go. Tell the rest of the differences. Shattered Dreams Productions present Goldust. Come out, come out, wherever you are, quoting De Niro from Cape Fear. Goldust announces he's returning on Raw. Fair enough, you already made your return at the Rumble, but who cares? Uh, we then cut the Lola going, oh, it's Goldust, what is he? What is she? Ah, I don't like pronouns, which I thought was just a funny thing. Like, a bit of an Sunday, Sunday becomes the most important thing in the world in 2023. Uh, Goldust says he'll reveal himself to him. And it'll be a night. To oh, that's what he says. He goes, him, him. Who's him? Yeah. So this is so this is Goldust has set his sights on somebody who he's going to feud with. Uh, you may already know, and we'll know next week. You may already know. Yeah. Why listen to us? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going. Don't go on Google. <laughs> Don't come back. Come back. Yeah, come back. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Stay no, no. here. This is important. 
Yeah. Family business. Yeah, he beats Joe Conroy and becomes the new chump. <laughs> Why fucking yeah. not? Here's JR to talk to Steph on JR's leather couch. <laughs> crowd yells, slut. <laughs> and she tells the crowd they should be grateful for how she coached her husband, Triple H, to win the Rumble. Also, she bought ECW. They were almost successful. She's a real company woman. If she hadn't listened to that idiot Shane, she'd have been a success. Listen to Shane's cockamamie ideas. Oh, cockamamie. What a lovely ah, word. Love that word. Yeah. I think it was first used in the 40s when Vince McMahon was in his 40s, who I think wrote this segment. Well, how many chickens are there in this pen? Oh, cockamamie. <laughs> And if, you, and if you're a not poo. sure, if you're not sure, you say maybe. <laughs> I like that even better. Cockamaybe. <laughs> Cockamani. Like Mafia Weapon. <laughs> oh, God damn, no. Here he comes, the human Uroboros <laughs> himself, just sucking <laughs> fucking his way down Wembley. <laughs> oh, God. You want to you know truly how many people were at Wembley? Fucking, <laughs> 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 fucking pump Matthew's stomach. Yeah, Hosmer should just get jizzed tattooing his arm. <laughs> a new high score, Tom. I've got, I've got a year to practice for the next one. <laughs> when will you start training? Uh, Is it like the Great North Run when you'll start in January? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to go when, like, you know, the stereophonics are playing or something. <laughs> Yeah, really. Oh fuck. Yeah. Anyway, this 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 segment's about Steffi McMahon. On Raw, Booker and Christian took on Triple H, and someone else wasn't shown, resulting in Stephanie trying to interfere and Triple H accidentally shoving Christian into her, with her taking a brutal bump, leading to Booker T winning against Triple H. That explains Mania 19. <laughs> It was Trips getting his win back. Oh, one time on Raw, you beat me? No. Yeah, yeah well. Booker owed him one. Yeah. Steph says, hey, everyone makes mistakes. Steph yells, I oh, we got the segment where Triple H is heading to his locker room and she's just going, I'm sorry, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fly, my pretties, fly. <laughs> Triple H opens the door and she's like, oh, fine, I knew you'd see sense. And he just gives her her bag and shoes. I, and she goes, ah! It would have been funny. She sounds like Roger Rabbit. It would have been funny if he'd given her a bag and one <laughs> shoe, shut the door, and a few seconds later, the door opened, and the other two kept flying in and banged her on the head. <laughs> that would have been a very funny They're moment. not my size. Jones <laughs> <laughs> walks out wearing them. They don't go well with my tight biker shorts. I'm going to spend the next year wearing <laughs> they, don't go, they don't go well with, this, with my current gait. Like I'm neck deep in toffee because I'm so fucking massive. Well, I'm the Triple H in 2002. He was so good. No one. He tried wearing his wife's shoes. <laughs> I have a dropper footer. <laughs> I have a dropper footer. <laughs> Steph denies ever cheating on Triple H. 
knows Triple H hasn't cheated on her because no one is as good in bed as she is, JR. So she's not concerned with that. And that got a big, yeah, she fucks. <laughs> Steph fucks. Steph fucks. We hate her, but she fucks. <laughs> we hate the so way I put, she looks. I put JR's obviously staring with that, you know, security camera stare of his with no emotion. I said, JR, that was the perfect time. He should have crossed his legs. <laughs> Steph tells JR to stop asking the wrestlers wives for drama and other things before calming down and telling everyone she's going to prove to everyone how much Triple H loves her. She turns polite and starts smiling. Hmm. How about decent-ish segment, which is at least building to something, which is, of course, Stephanie headlining WrestleMania (laughs) X8 against Triple H. It should have fucking been. I thought this was a really good promo from Steph. She can be hit and miss. I thought this was a hit. Like The the wave of emotions that she went through, she's clearly psychotic, and I really like this this element of her character right now. Uh, JR's JR's questioning and tone and phrasing is really interesting and very of the time. She asks... Stephanie, uh, about her infidel, whether, whether you know whether she's uh, had infidelities, about her infidelities, but yet he also references what if on the road Triple H can't resist temptation, so it's really aggressive at Steph. Have you been a slut? Has Triple H lost his way? No, he's a slut as well if he's doing it. Jim Kyle. <laughs> Honestly, man, the boss shit stirrer. Doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was um. Do you remember the comedian Dave Allen? No, actually. Uh, wait, vaguely, what did he do again? Remind me. He was an Irish comedian. He sit there with a, a nice whiskey, maybe a cigarette, and he just sort of talk about do life stories and stuff like that. He was very good. But then he does when this. Was Nineteen eighty-two. Uh, oh fuck no! Yeah, I'm old. Uh, but he does this one bit where he says like, um, if I'm in, if I'm walking past my my top window and I see, no, no. no if, I, if, if, I'm, if I'm in my garden, mm-hmm. sunbathing naked, my garden sunbathing naked, and my neighbor sees me, she could have me done for indecency. But if I'm walking past my window and see her sunbathing naked in her garden, she can have me done for being a peeping Tom. <laughs> oh, okay. Inequality. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's just a fun little line. Yeah. I should... Uh... Good night, thank you, and may your God go with you. <laughs> good night and good luck. Actually, you can't say go fuck yourself on TV back then. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sneeze now, so you have to bear with me. Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic oh. to watch the video version of this podcast if you don't do so already, and uh, you can join us if you're on a certain tier for a future episode. You, you know go. what? The sneeze was so good, I think I'll have another. Okay. This. No, I won't. No, How annoying is that? Oh, I just. I like there. metros. You can't predict when they're going to show up. APA <laughs> um, play cards backstage, and Brightshaw tells what's her name to not worry about them taking advantage of her because she's had a beer. Why is that Fucking said? Hell. It's just like. Why? Ho- what a horrible line. What a horrible time. It's a fucking grim time. Hey, we're not yeah. going to molest you. Hey! <laughs> if I have one oh, beer! Hell. I hate, I hate people. <laughs> How about you rolling my balls? I saw, I saw a, a, a news article this week that said in 250 million years, the sun will burn so hot that all mammals on Earth will die. And I just thought, good. Good. All right. <laughs> Fucking good. 
Can we speed up the process? I'm going to get my Lynx, Lynx Africa and just spray it in the air. <laughs> Booker shows up and tells everyone who he is and what, uh, why, who he is and why he wasn't the lead role in the movie. That's a badly written sentence, Matthew. Say it again. Booker shows up and tells everyone, it's me, Booker T, and I want to know why I wasn't the lead role of the movie. LL Cool J stands up to show he's actually bigger than Booker T mm-hmm. and tells them he's not in the film because there's no scene where the lead actor gets beat up in a grocery store. Ha ha! Nice. Booker backs away and Bradshaw says, hey, You'd be mad if you had hair like that. Yeah, you tell him, share hair. <laughs> What's her name says, damn, it gets no pop and the segment fizzles out, but it was mostly good until, you know, people started being them. Before Booker leaves, he looks past LL Cool J, or if you're listening in Wales, <laughs> Cool J. Oh, he- nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> don't, let, don't undersell that. Thank you very much, thank you very much. Uh, he looks past LL Cool J and says, I want a match with you, pointing at the APA. And he says, I'm going to go find myself a tag partner. I'd have called out LL Cool J. I'd have ah, Yeah, that's what the crowd uh, would see. You, you're the one taking the piss. Come on, me and you, LL Cool J. I can't be in your film. You can be in my fucking ring and have a fucking match. Uh, so we're going to get a Booker T tag match against the APA later. Yeah. Rebecca Roman Stamos says, damn. Yeah. What about really of the segment time? First of all, the hey, no, we're not gonna take advantage of Mm. y'all. After (laughs) one beer, and (laughs) hey, look at that man with that hair. Like, what are you trying to say, pal? Mm, You know what? Yeah, two white lads out of the guys to be talking about this. So let's move on to the next segment. Mm -hmm. Satellite feed. Lola tells JR to tell Stacy that she had the idea of sitting on the desk tonight during the tag match. Tell her to not do it, or she'll go through the table. We get a rundown of clips on the RVD Regal tag match on Raw, with half the match being shown. And Lola laughs and goes, well, how much are we... Are we showing the whole match? Is that <laughs> in the Oliver? More? More clips from this match? This is everything that happened in the match. It's like, all right. There was, a lot, was, there was a lot that happened in the match. Yeah. And here's that bit now. Regal is here in a suit with his icy title belt, being frisked by the referee just to commentate. Because Edge saved RVD against the Duddies on Raw... Uh, which resulted in Regal using his nooks. Edge and RVD run past the Dudleys to go after Regal on commentary. You never see that anymore. No. Uh, and once the referee pulls him off and goes, no, you're wrestling the Dudleys, they're like, oh, all right. Uh, Regal on the commentary goes, this is no way to treat the devil. <laughs> this is a bloody mugging. Yeah. RVD lands the Rolling Thunder as Regal complains some more before <laughs> comparing himself to Henry Cooper. And Lola says, yeah, Cole knows him. <laughs> Henry Cooper, fucking hell. <laughs> Bubba drops elbows on RVD as Lola says, Speaking of Tarth, can we look at Stacy? Fucking hell. Stacy sits on Regal's lap now that she can't sit at the table. He seems concerned. Camera keeps on switching to Regal, who acts like he's trying to hide something. The timing made it ambiguous if Stacy's giving him his nooks or he's trying to hide his hard on. <laughs> Edge neckbreakers for two, and RVD lands a five star on Devon. Bubba powerbombs RVD, so Edge spears Bubba for two. Regal tries to knock Edge, who kicks him away and lands the execution, uh, and that gets the finish. Typical nuts smackdown finish for the lovely tag matches that we're so used to with the guys like the Hardys. Nice seeing it with the dudes as well. Match was secondary, however, to Regal's commentary and knuckle knackers. <laughs> I like that they weren't too explicit about it. Like, oh, Stacey must have given him the knocks. It was like... Yeah, it was... playing it all with his face and stuff. It's like, oh, that's nice. I enjoyed it. And you know what? I enjoyed this tag match. Rob Van Dam and Edge is a thrown together team mm. getting the win over the Dudley boys with some shenanigans. I thought it was great. Yep. 
I enjoyed this. It was a, it felt refreshing um, for Dudley's to be in a match with someone other than the fucking Hardy Boys or Spike and Taz. Uh, Howard Stern on his show last week announced oh, that he had uh, he'd invited Stacey Keebler to go to the Score Strip Club with him. But why? Nice Why would you take a woman to a strip joint? Nice night out, isn't it? Oh, it's Howard Stern, right? It's okay. Howard Stern, isn't it? Uh, however, the WWF turned that idea down. I think whether they wanted to do it yeah. for a skit or not, because they said it would be bad for her image. To which Howard yeah. Stern says, hang on, she's wrestled in pudding matches, gravy ball matches, and every week gets her skirt pulled down. Yet being with me in a strip club is bad for her image. In yeah. a way, they're both right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the scrapped plan was, Stacy would go to score strip club with Howard Stern uh, and they would fill. And so it'd be filmed for Howard Stern's show on E. Um, the WWF insisted that. Um, okay. So the plan was she was going to go. Okay. So I've, I've, I've made a hog. I've made a, a, a pig's bin of this. So the plan was Howard Stern. I like Tom when he does impressions of me to make my mistakes look human. <laughs> Tom never makes mistakes. Tom's How actually got you? everything he just said there written down on a script. I have, but they're probably, Even the mistake. But I've copied every word of it. Every bloody word of it. The thing was, Howard Stern wanted to do a bit with a listener uh-huh. whereby they would take Stacey to a strip club. Oh, forget it then. Right? Oh, WWF said show. no because it would be bad for Stacey's image to be in a strip club. They instead offered, how about... You, how about Stacy takes one of your listeners to WWF New York? <laughs> <laughs> and Howard went, nah, I'll leave it. <laughs> That's Look, it's it. give and take. Come on, man. But, uh, <laughs> Howard Stern's a fascinating individual. Like, as oh soon as God, he pa- yeah. pa- pops his clogs and we get the big documentaries about him so he can't sue, it's going to be amazing. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? But yeah. Yeah, I, that wouldn't have done anything for Stacey. And it would have been sleazy. Though. One of the listeners. Some of those people would ring up. Oh, anyway, you know what? Um, moving on. Yeah. Booker threatens to knock out LL's, LL Cool J's mum tonight. It's <laughs> so bad to put LL as two eyes. So I'm just like, do I say too cool? <laughs> LL cool. Too, too cool. cool with Roman numerals. <laughs> anyway, Tess wants to team up with Booker tonight. Booker's like, yeah, you hate him too, huh? And Tess is like, no, uh, I want to impress that chick. Booker says, I saw her. She wasn't that hot. Tess says, you're right. She's not, but I am. And when she sees me in action beat up the APA, she won't be able to resist me. <laughs> These two should have had way more segments together. This they is great. They should have had so many more sections. Test hates women. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking women. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Andrew Test. Oh, I was about to make you beat me. I was going to say Booker Tate, but that works as well. <laughs> Damn it, we both thought the same thing. Uh, where are we at now? Vince is backstage making coffee while a big, very natural-looking Final Fantasy X poster in the background, bong-eyed. It's not straight. It's not even an attempt. Whatever. Then Brawler and... What? What? Wait, wait. Howard Finkel, Brooklyn Brawler, and, and Harvey Whippleman appear. With, uh, the, with like the old lads in the crowd going, yeah, it's them. <laughs> with Fink offering to make Vince's coffee for him. Vince pretends to make small talk and ask about their families. Vince drinks coffee and says, not bad. The camera shows some action figures next to Vince. Maybe the idea of showing how big Vince is compared to them. Maybe this is going someplace I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember seeing this on the network version. 
Oh, they didn't know that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't I know there was a, there was it's a too time-consuming me for you to go back and watch both of them and take notes. It would take forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I've yeah. just gone watch the satellite feed. No, so. I don't remember seeing an action figure. I don't, I don't yeah. blame you. No, that was it. It was shit. There was they already went, why, why have we recorded this? <laughs> What's the point? No one reacted. Vince isn't being evil. I think it's a Vince segment, which Vince half You know what? Of. They went, that fucking poster's bong-eyed. <laughs> Is that why they stopped? Yeah, that's the, like, only, that's yeah. Like the only problem with that. The only it's Vince's favourite Final Fantasy X poster. <laughs> <laughs> Brings it on the road with him. Anyway, Subway, eat fresh with a nonce. Angle thinks he wins on Raw, but Austin's foot was on the rope, so he takes a stunner and loses. Steve Austin's now the number one contender to Chris Jericho's Uwu Championship. Subway, eat fresh with a nonce. <laughs> Backstage, a sad angle is interviewed by Lillian. Kurt's not a loser. I've accomplished everything I've set out to accomplish. Lillian says, that's not true. You didn't win the Rumble. <laughs> Kurt just stares at her. Who do you think you are? Triple H cheated. I'm special. I'm damn special. I'm everything Triple H is and more. I'm stronger, tougher, and badder. In fact, tonight, I'm going to go Olympic on his ass. Kurt, I love you. Yeah, he's doing his best around the watch chance, which now just haunt his very existence. Did you have, between the Booker thing and the Kurt Angle thing, uh, another segment with Vince, with his legal team looking over papers? We're, oh, more on that later on. Don't worry, we'll oh, get right, to that. Because on the network version, we had that where that action thing, oh, thing was. Oh, Vince and his lawyers say legal stuff for a bit to prove they're lawyers. That's that it. was my analysis. That's basically what happened. That was it. Flair shakes hands with The Rock in his locker room and wishes him good luck. Rock says, thanks for the memories. <laughs> and that's it. Leave they them continue alone. to treat it seriously. Uh, the satellite feed has a special little bit, which is definitely not in SmackDown, the TV bit, unless I'm very much mistaken. Lawler promoting the Billion Chuck calendar 2002. Crowd boos. Oh, ah. well, they've been challenged to a special pose-down challenge between Trish and Tori, uh, with the evil women eventually beating the good gays. What is it just like they also all for them? Just it's just how you're like, okay, so we're gonna do a variety of different poses, and the crowd's gonna cheer who did the best. So it's just, you know, uh, the very comfortable Billy Gunn. No uh, issues being gay as fuck. Nice. No, no we didn't get that. Uh, well, if you went to a house show in 2002, I bet you'd have seen this. We'd have had a good time. And I bet it would have killed a good 10 <laughs> minutes. Instead, uh, the APA and the rollerball crew are here to take on TNT. Oi. Test is still immune, says Cole. Hooray! But is the rollerball chick immune from test? Oh, God. She just had her jabs. <laughs> well, he's not going to do that. He's not harsh. Not <laughs> it's not Matt Riddle type. Test drags Farouk and instantly smashes him into the announce table, annoying Lawler and Cole as he didn't get the memo. <laughs> However, he is immune, does what he likes. LL Cool J takes a phone call, which I don't know if was planned or not, but it amuses Lawler and the camera doesn't show it. <laughs> no, hello, Cool J is like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm at the wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> that's I was, boring. I wasn't sure. That's <laughs> ah, rubbish. It's rubbish. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether that was. I, that didn't feel like a planned bit. I nah. felt like he just took a phone call. Yeah, LL Cool LL, just too good to for the, this. Too good for this bullshit. Booker lands a scissor kick to Farouk, but Test accidentally big boots him. Farouk gets locked in the pump handle, but Bradshaw clotheslines from hell to win a quick match. Watch Rollerball. Do you think they knew the film was shit at that point? 
Because um, I do often wonder if you've made a film that's notoriously shit, do you know it's shit? Or have you been so just sort of sw- like encapsulated by it and so in the bubble of making it that you don't know it's shit? I think that's a secondary concern to just making money. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, point. it is absolutely so... a secondary concern. Make bags money first. But I wondered whether you knew it was shit. I think they went, well, look, we'll get the dude who directed Die Hard and Predator and Die Hard with a Vengeance and the criminally underrated last action hero to do this. It'll be fine. Right? Mm, there's every, yeah, he had that bomb with the 13th warrior, but whatever, one bomb, whatever, and then just... All the optics. Meow, all the optics are good. They were not. Again, he went to prison because mm. of this film. <laughs> Vince and his lawyers have done that bit. Scorpion King advert is played for the live crowd, and the crowd popped for that. They did not pop for Rollerball. Uh, Xbox Slam of the Week gives us Stephanie taking her biggest bump ever backwards off the ropes because of Booker T. Triple H's nose is as big as the Xbox console. <laughs> Oof, a push there, Matthew. Uh, main event now with Kurt Angle and the You Suck Chance appearing. Laura points out this is the last main event Flair has ever put together. Man, that's sad. Mm. Anyway, NWO is brought to you by WFShopZone.com. <laughs> I know, buy, buy some WF tissues to clean up your tears. <laughs> to, to wipe your tears away. Yeah. You can already buy a Ric Flair sad t-shirt, and it's just like a cutout of Flair looking sad from the section before on a black shirt. Get your Ric Flair sad t-shirts now, 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 now. Buy that dodgy leather jacket he had like a month ago. <laughs> Please, someone buy it. Please, he doesn't want it anymore. <laughs> the Undertaker and The Rock stare down at the start in a fantastic moment to kickstart off this match. The Undertaker stares at Triple H... So Angle can sneak attack him with Undertaker nonchalantly walking away after it happens. That's such a cool bit. Hey, look at me. Bush. Uh-huh. <laughs> so cool. Undertaker's very cool in this. And, yes. and, the, and the story kind of throughout is like he's avoiding the rock. Yes. And being a pain in the ass. Yes, he certainly is. Triple H then beats up poor Kurt, and Kurt needs Undertaker's help to not die. Three Germans land with Lola wanting it renamed the Three Americans. <laughs> Kurt knocks Rock off the apron, but Triple H counters the angle slam to a German of his own. Don't see many of them, bloody hell. Uh, Rock tags in, the whittle away Kurt, and look amazing as always. People's elbow gets set up, but Undertaker cuts Rock off with a clothesline. The Rock gets worked over for a while, with Rock selling his ass off as the crowd alternate between Rocky and Angle sucks. Then Undertaker takes over with the soup bone half-injured shot, and the match slows down worse than a cancelled Metro. <laughs> Double down causes Triple H and Kurt to tag in with Triple Metro's H. Metro's getting Rigger. fucking killing Mate, tonight. I am now on r slash Newcastle, and it's nearly, like, without exaggeration, 75%. Fucking Metro! <laughs> Tiny way of Metro in the mud this week. Yeah, because what was it happened last week according to r slash Newcastle, and they wouldn't lie to me. They, they got stopped, like, in between stations for a good hour in the summer heat, and somebody had to piss. So they pissed. Oh, God. And people trying to, like, open the doors of, like, claw hammers and stuff like that. Oh. And people just like, ah. Jesus. Anyway. We're monsters. Double down calls the Triple H and Kurt to tag in with Triple H naturally winning everything. Triple H pedigrees Kurt, but then Triple H chair shots him for the D. Wait, what? But then Undertaker chair shots Triple H. Well done, Matthew. For the DQ. And then once more, because it's his yard. The Rock saves Triple H for more abuse and tries to set up the commentary table, but The Undertaker stops him and tries to chair shot him. But The Rock counters wonderfully with a rock bottom through the announce table with The Undertaker still holding the chair above his head. Uh, so I went, aha! Yeah. So The Undertaker's like, no! 
Angle gets a measure of revenge after getting his ass kicked the whole time by Angle locking Triple H in the ring. And then again on the ramp as the referee tries to say, no, it's not the Olympics. You can't do that. They actually give Angle a bit of heat here, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, this was a good match, but it was anybody other than Undertaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did very little, but that's the idea. He's a dick. The idea was he was not meant to do much when everybody else was meant to be. Oh, of course, that's the idea. Them. I understand I wrestling. Uh, th- th- Angle beating up Triple H at the end, I thought was nice. Uh, Jesus Christ, I just, I'm going to say it every week. Triple H looks so fucking uncomfortable. Like he was, when he was walking down to the ring, like his entire upper body was barely moving because yep. he's so muscly now. Like yep. he looks like he's about to burst. Yep. I don't know how he moves and wrestles. Brother, you're full. He was full of muscles. He's a full man. I thought a really fun main event. Lots of action. Lots of lots of things going on. A very SmackDowny main event. It was good. It was. And then we get the real main event. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually no. It's a triple main event, which usually means there is no main event. But (laughs) you'd be a lion this time round because the live crowd and maybe even the SmackDown uh, TV broadcast as well. I don't know. Got a replay of the thing they showed on Raw. One of the absolute greatest video productions WF ever put out. Up there with My Way X7, The Lonely Road of Faith. I cannot believe this is a Kid Rock original. It's not a cover. Kid Rock made this shit. Kid Rock made that song. It's an Im- Speechless. It's a fantastic video package. Uh, I'm really sad that, obviously, because it has an existing song on it, it's not on the network. Is it not? No. Oh, it's easily accessible on YouTube. No so sign of it at all um, on the network. Rewatched it. It's got to be on the Raw one because it's part of the segment with Flair. I haven't checked. I would assume they've cut yeah. around it. Oh, it's... I'd assume. Oh, it's, you know... Now we see this video and there's clips of, you know, Bruno and Lou Albano. And say, You've done it now. <laughs> Gonna made a big mistake. But it's even better watching the live feed version because you do hear the people popping for people. Like, like so Pedro and Superstar yeah. Billy Graham don't get anything. But, you know, like fucking Owen Hart and Savage show up. People be like, yeah. It's like, oh. Uh, it's rewatch great. it for this taping. And again, tears and goosebumps meal deal. It's great. Every it? fucking it's time. so good. Every time. Just, ah. Oh. And even funnier, like there's one bit that break up with levity. It has, you know, the, the breakdown. The song's like, Lonely, and there's a breakdown. Where it's and like, if you break, don't take it. No, before that, no, no. before the breakdown, that, it's like the, and now I'm going through a bad patch. Bum, oh. bum, 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 and it shows like Bret Hart getting screwed and then going to WCW. And they've cut a bit from a, a completely different era, completely different episode of uh, Vince and Shane Hedden going, bye to someone. Oh, yeah. They've got that. Which is like, oh, what poo housery? Uh, oh yes, because they had Brett getting screwed, yeah, and, then, and then doing the WCW thing, which doesn't matter anymore. Now they're on the company. It's like, yeah, we'll show it now. And then yeah, Vince, Vince saying this, I have no idea where it comes from. Him going, bye. It's definitely not from Survivor Series '97. Incredible. Vince <laughs> right history. Part. Yeah, Brett spat at me, and I went, bye. Yeah, sure you did. Fucking hell. But yeah, Shite just an amazing, hell, amazing bit. Um, Brilliant video package. This is how Flair gets ready for segments when he has to cry. He watches that. <laughs> uh, Flair hugs Arn and Vince and his lawyers head to the ring for the decision. Vince calls Flair a loser, just like everyone else. He says, the Flairs of the world who take on the Vinces of the world always lose. Vince talks for a bit until he wants to acknowledge Vi- uh, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Hollywood Hogan. Or... Hulk Hogan, as Vince calls him. Not if he's in the NWO, Vince. Mm. Stop getting Hogan wrong. 
fucking idiot. Anyway, he says, he mentions their names and they appear on the uh, SmackDown Tron. What do they call it? The Circle Tron? Ovaltron. Oval. I guess it is Noble. Yeah, you got me there. The Ovaltron and they appear and the car goes, ooh. Uh, <laughs> they go, ooh. <laughs> and that is the, I can tell you that is the noise they make on the network. Kevin, ooh. Yeah. It says they can thank Flair for stopping them from coming. <laughs> Makes you think what would have happened if they had come in. Oh, wait. Vince knows the NWO would have revolutionized the WWF. Flair heads out with his lawyer, who, if it's his real life one, is overworked. And Vince cuts his music off, going, no, 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 you don't need that anymore. Stop playing his music. <laughs> Vince can't wait to hear Flair's last ever woo. Vince makes Flair sit down and take it like a man. But Rick stands up, getting a pop, and Vince's like, hey, you said you'd do this for future WF generations, damn it. Sit down and sign it like a man. Flair takes a while to think, but starts to sign it. But then Austin's music pops and brings <laughs> brings him out for some what, 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 that I'm not going to type all of because it takes forever. <laughs> but Austin basically insults the hell out of Vince. What? Stupid old man? What? Son of a bitch? What? Austin asks if Flair should tear this contract up and tell anybody to go to hell. Wait, I thought this was going to kill the company. What are you doing, Austin? Oh, wait, he'll be gone in a few months. What does he care? <laughs> It'll all burn. So Flair punches Vince, and Austin stunners him, as Flair has a hard time tearing a few bits of paper. Uh, okay. That was a long segment. That didn't mean much in the overall scheme of things. So the whole thing was set up to say, all right, I'm going to have the NBO come in and kill everybody. And then she gave me the company, and Flair goes, all right. But then Vince is supposed to be so demeaning to Flair that Flair, Austin has to be like, come on, Flair, you don't need to take this. And Flair's like, you're right. And you're like, that's the get out of this? Yeah. I, I don't think Vince was anywhere near enough of a dick to make this really work. It was he was like a six out of ten on the Vince scale. Vince, they could have they they could have done so much. They could have done a few extra elements here to make it work. It could have been a case of Vince going, you know what, you're gonna sign that and then you're gonna disappear and no one's ever gonna hear from you again. You're gonna have the one thing that you hate more than anything else. You're gonna have anonymity, you're gonna have silence. Yeah. No one's gonna hear you again. And everyone's gonna hear me. I'm gonna yeah, basically yeah. steal all your powers, and this company is gonna Flourish to greatness again, and it'll do it. It'll do it despite you and all this. They could have done all that, and they didn't. Um, Austin came out, and Austin's whole thing was, "Don't let him talk to you like that. Fucking have him." I'd have preferred it if Austin had gone right. Vince, you're a prick. Those three on the Tron are fucking dickheads. Flair, don't worry about it. Bring him in and we'll yeah. fucking kill him. There we go. That would be way That'd better. Been so much better. Like, like on one know. level, it didn't. I feel like having Austin come out is just like the like cheesiest, dumbest option of solving how to fix problem. Austin Rainbow, drink boo the establishment. I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. to kill the company. But then if Austin come out and goes, I don't care, I'll beat all of them up. I'll kick all them. I'm day. Austin. Flair, I've got your back. I don't give a I'll... shit about these three. Don't let you demean yourselves. NWO, bring it. Oh, fantastic. That, that definitely set up. Instead, it was just... You could have even had... Be-be-be, Austin, be-boo-de-stutter, boo-de-boo-de-boo. Uh, you had enough people. Austin, you haven't paid your tax. Boo the tax man. boo de boo de boo the IRS. boo fuck the world. It's like, okay... I think maybe Flair did too good of a job of setting up how important the decision was to have yeah. Austin the Booze Hound do it. <laughs> like, okay. So this was just a whatever segment did it go. All right, well, we are doing the interview then, I guess. But I think it was overshadowed by Flair's bits earlier. Mm -hmm. In a satellite feed after the show, Austin stunners Vince and drinks beer with Rick, like the devil on his shoulder, I guess. 
Then Austin heads down the ramp, heads back, then turns back round, goes back to the ring, offers Vince another beer. Vince is like, I'm not going to fall for that. Come on. Austin's like, no, come on. Come on. No, no, no I'm not going to. No, come on. Come on, I won't. Come on. Really? He's like, oh, come on. Come on. All right. And then Vince goes for it and he knocks it away. <laughs> and then goes back up the ramp, stops, turns around, <laughs> and does it again. And he's like, you got to be kidding me. Or my fucking Charlie Brown with the football. No, come on. Come on. Wait, you really think I'm going to fall for this? Come on. Come on. One, one bit. One bit. Come on. One bit. All right. Okay. Maybe I can't. Knocks it away. Goes back again. Speechless. It's just oh, a Punch yeah. and Judy show after the thing goes off the air. <laughs> they just dick about I can't one. believe you fucking fell for it twice. That's after so good. It's so good. Love it. Because we all know what's happening. We all, the crowd's like, oh, come on. Like Come a, on, Vince, you can trust You can trust Steve Austin. It's right, you can trust the NWO. It's not coming at these shit uh, houses. Yeah, just a nice little silly bit uh, here to send the, send the kids home happy. Send them home happy. Go watch Howard Stern. <laughs> what was something you remembered from this episode? Uh, I remembered from this, I remember the rollerball stuff. <laughs> oh, God. I know that's a sad thing to remember. But I just, I remember, I remember the time I thought, oh, this is cool. Like actors and the wrestling and all that. I thought it was quite a cool bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, as time ago, I go, ah, it's a little bit lame. The film's a bit crap. But hey, there's LL Cool J. What about you? What did you remember? I remember the property that I looked at a while ago. Uh, oh, right. That I thought was like, ah, oh, it needs a bit of work, but it's still good. It's still good. No, it needed a lot of work. The landlord was a dick. Uh, look, that's the one there with the abandoned car in the oh, front. Oh, wow, okay. I was a bit desperate to get a place, I guess. I just thought that looks good. Um, they keep on sending me updates about the auction because it's on a non-stop loop of an auction, I guess. Oh, until like someone Like those Japanese restaurants it. with the food going around, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, because nobody's fucking buying it. So I was just curious to see what... No, I don't want to see like it's... You know, you're like, what could have been... <laughs> Does, they keep on ringing me like, hey, you still interested in that place? I'm like, no. no. You know, I offered you this much and the landlord declined it and they fixed the boiler and all the other stuff. And now you want to sell it for 10 grand less than what I offered you? All right. As you were. How about you, how about you get that money? <laughs> Shove it sideways, throw up your candy <laughs> So is that what you remember from I should the show with me. Oh, derpy, derpy, derpy. Austin thinks of you. Tear all your problems away. Smashing the windows. <laughs> Is that what you remembered from this episode? Oh, yeah, it was a great episode, SmackDown. Um, I remembered... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember... I, you know what? I hate this as well. I hated the fact that I remembered the... Yeah. The, the rollerball thing. Hello, Cool J. Ooh, and then him being something bigger than Booker T. <laughs> hey, oh, why would they show that? What was something you forgot about this? Um, angle, ankle locking Triple H on the top of the ramp. Yeah. I thought... Angle just got a shoe in all the way up to no way out and then got another shoe in again. Well, I forgot this little junction in the road where he actually looked quite good yep. in amongst all the mockery that he was receiving. Uh, so I liked that as well. How about you? I wrote... What the fuck is up with the noise? I forgot about... Uh... Is that me making a noise the entire time? Nah, it's not too bad. Is that, can you hear that audio, it's listeners? It'll probably sneak through a little bit. I feel bit. so bad if that's me making that noise the entire time. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Uh, I forgot that Regal was frisked just to do commentary. <laughs> that's a nice little bit. <laughs> he deserves it. He He's like, what? It. I haven't got nothing. Stacey's bringing it later. Actually, I'd like to add to my things that I forgot. I forgot that he called Michael Cole a little giblet. <laughs> 
Ah. Or as he's called in the anime world, uh, a little Ghibli. Thank you. Do you think Studio Ghibli, it's not anime, if they were obviously. an English studio, would be called Studio Giblet? Yes. Well, the chair loves that. <laughs> it's laughing its fucking ass off. Well, the laughing <laughs> chair is a really sign. Bit, oh, quick, quick. It hasn't worked. Do a Steve Austin. Oh, no, have a beer. Have a beer. <laughs> Good punch in the face. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dom. Thank you. This is where we beer off into the sunset. <laughs> yes, it's a verb. It's a <laughs> Beering is a verb. Look at the pronouns. Play. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lola. Uh... Tom, anything to plug? AEW Wrestle Dream this weekend. Live. Oh, who you wrestling? Li I'm oh, at the moment fucking everybody because everyone's fucking injured. Um, I'm I'm not wrestling, but I'll be doing live reactions with Fraser Porter Sunday night on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. Wow, I can't believe you're doing watch along with uh, Dave Allen. <laughs> that'd be amazing, would it not? Uh, that'd be a lovely time. So that's us live reactions on Sunday night to AEW Wrestle Dream. You'll have what happened at Wrestle Dream with Jack the Jobber and the WTF moments with Ross Tweddle as well on Monday too. Uh, how about you? What have you got to plug? Uh, not a fuck of a lot. New Botchamania is out. Uh, it is. And the next one will be made very quickly, I guess, because uh, Mansoor and Mace will stop talking about all the fucked up moments happening in their WWE career. <laughs> oh my, can I use this? Can I use this? Oh, thanks, 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 thanks. So yeah, that'd be a nice turnaround. Um, yeah, Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. It's apparently happening this weekend, and no, Tom isn't lying. It no, is no, weekend. it is this weekend. Did you have to double check? Is it I'm this like, weekend? Yeah, I was like, watching AW Dynamite. He's like, Wrestle Dream, this Sunday. You went, oh, fuck, is it? Yeah, they're doing a lot of pay views at the moment. Yeah. I don't like it. After Arthur Ashe and then All Out and All In, I'm like, oh. Everything feels like a big okay. special event. Like, cause then if, yeah. you do, if, if everything's a special event, then there's no special event. Exactly. Unlike that. us, where every episode <laughs> of the Coldaholic Classic Smackdown Review is special <laughs> in its own unique way. <laughs> Lord, is it special. But until we're next together, he's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at God, I got it. Don't forget to join us. Don't forget to Bye. How are we going to deal with the issue of this uh, Adolf Hitler wanting, to, wanting Czechoslovakia? Uh, we could do the Munich Agreement. Uh, what do you think, America? <laughs> 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 he can kick my third right hand. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.